Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Ship Talking. I'm Robbie, and I'm here with the wonderful and the amazing, straight from the Tao Shiar herself, Alex. <laughs> How are you, Alex? I'm good. I'm happy to be here tonight. How are you, Robbie? I'm good, and I gotta say, you look great. You got like a little green tint going on from your little Romulan espionage. Can we know what you've been up to, or is it top secret still? I think I'm not cleared to tell you what happened yet. Okay. I'll let you know if I can, though. I think there might have been a cloaking device involved. <laughs> How has your uh, week been? It's been good. I'm glad that it's almost to the end of the week here on this day. I know. Same here. <laughs> get to relax soon, but we're definitely relaxing right now, talking ship. I know. It is always <laughs> a lot of fun, and... I don't think we can get enough of it. So, right. Um, I also just finished watching all of Next Gen and all of D Space Nine, and I'm starting Enterprise. So. Nice, nice. Any new revelations from this most recent rewatch? <laughs> you know, I have to say that despite the really awesome graphics, and NX is, of course, a classic, it's a beautiful ship, I definitely, the first season so far has been starting off a little slow. I've seen it a couple of, I've seen the shit series a couple of times, but I hope as I get older, I'll appreciate it more. And I'm, I'm still quite not at that point. That is the trend as I understand it. Well, we'll see more <laughs> updates to follow. Absolutely. Well, this week we're joined with Matt Boardman, a VFX artist who creates digital stills and motion art that feature Trek ships. He's also worked on a whole lot of Trek. Oh, he definitely has. And in our podcast, we're going to be also provide everybody with links to his work. It is amazing. Um, yeah. Just beautiful. It's you have to check it out. Um, we're going to definitely have fun talking about that with him. And it's just for all of you who love seeing ships with planets and ships in outer space. Awesome, awesome work. Definitely encourage you to watch it. Definitely all inspiring for me as well for my own art. Um, definitely going to be looking at his art more. It is going to be so much fun talking to Matt. And also, we have a lot of fun ahead, so let's get right down to things and warp into this week's Community Q segment. For this week's Community Q, we asked you what one ship you thought just didn't get enough screen time. You know, I feel like there's always some ships that just, they kind of like do like a little flyby, and it's just... <laughs> I was like, wait, what was that ship? You pause it and you're just like, I want to see more. So everybody provided some really great responses. And the ones that we wanted to highlight were the Prometheus, the Akira class, the Ambassador, and the Sovereign. What do you think, Alex? I think those are all really good responses. I know personally, I'd love to see more of the Sovereign and the Prometheus. Those are beautiful ships. So I agree. <laughs> Did, did Brandon pay you to say the Prometheus? Because, you know, like, he no, loves that ship. No, I, I love the Prometheus. Those nacelles, though. <laughs> uh, and what, 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 that was with the multi-vector assault mode, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it's got, well, I was going to say it's got nice, long, elongated nacelles, but most of them do. So right. maybe that's not the most descriptive thing. Well, but yeah, but it's <laughs> it was a very beautiful ship. And it's funny like that the Akira made this because I think it was from Star Trek Armada 2. It was one of the games <laughs> when I was a kid that I absolutely loved the Akira class. Mm. I always thought, why didn't this? It looked just like such a, like a badass ship. And I don't know why I never really 
caught on, never got a lot of attention, but it was a very beautiful ship. I was very excited when it came into Star Trek Online, and especially when the uh, skin was revamped more recently. Mm -hmm. um, it's mm -hmm. a fun ship to fly. I don't fly it often enough. So maybe this is a note to myself. And do you know much about the Ambassador-class <laughs> ship? Yes, sort of. Um, I know some people who really love the Ambassador, and I'm personally ambivalent about it, but that's just me. <laughs> I know. Well, somewhere I think we have somebody going around. The Vespa should have made it to the class. Vesta. Oh, that's it. Vesta is the Vesta. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hopefully somewhere, somewhere out there, Star Trek directors are going to listen to the community, put these ships maybe in a movie or in a TV series. Absolutely. Well, for the next community queue, we want to know if you were directing a future Trek film and could pick any ship from the franchise to be the hero ship, as in the ship that the crew, the story surrounds is on board, which would it be? Now, of course, everybody will get extra brownie points if you pick a Romulan Warbird with Alex. Yeah. I Or, you know, I mean, I could totally see a show being all about uh, uh, like the Scimitar or something from the Romulans. I would what, pay for ooh. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe the Crystalline Entity. That could be it, right? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. No. Might Is be there a, a crew on the Crystalline Entity? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe not. Well, maybe that's your next piece of fan fiction. There you go. <laughs> the Crystalline Entity is actually a ship. Oh, you know what? See, everybody, I need some help here. So yeah. we need your suggestions. Send it this way. Otherwise, it's just going to be Picard on the Crystalline Entity in Battle of the Series. <laughs> so we don't want to see that. I'll read it. I'll read your I'll read your fanfic, Robbie. Oh, thank you, Alex. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, you can send us your answers to this community queue via email, the submission form on our website, or via Twitter. Well, I see Matt doodling on his pad furiously, so let's, Alex, head on over there and start talking some ships with him. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Star Trek has always had some basis in reality. It's always, right. you know, those guys would research technologies and stuff like that. And let's just twist the screw a little bit and see what we could do to take it a little step further. And that's the thing that I love about how, like, Rick Sternbach and John Eves and, you know, even Doug with the NX-01, you know, when they designed these starships, they researched them. And it was like, okay, this is what would make sense for humanity to have in that. And so, yes, there were those limitations as to what types of ship battles and stuff like that they could have. Mm -hmm. But because I think the people who were running the show did not rely upon that as right. the only means to deliver it, I think that I think if those people were running it today, I think we would still see some of the same stuff that they did back then. I mean, look, I, you know, I've talked to people who were, you know, they're in a planning meeting for an episode and they're like, well, how much is it going to cost us to do three birds of prey in this particular scene? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, here's the cost. Okay, well, how about two? Well, here's okay. What about one? You know, and it's kind of it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's those you know it's those restrictions. Um, By the way, if Alex was in that room, she would say, "Scrap the budget for the rest of the year. Let's have a hundred bird of praise every episode." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're, you're a bird of prey fan. I love Romulans. My shirt wouldn't suggest that, but I love Romulan ships. 
That's fantastic. They don't make many shirts with Romulans on them, so I have to do what I can. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've seen uh, Mark Bell's uh, his the his Romulan Warbird that he did from Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. I don't know if you've seen that model. Um, I did yes. a little bit a little animation with it. Oh man, that thing is beautiful. That is a beautiful is. model. Mark is a yeah, he's a fantastic model builder. I like I like going in and playing with his models, which. Sounds really weird, but uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. He he puts together some really good things. He's uh, making yeah. He just makes some really good things. But yeah, so it's so I I think that yeah. It just depends on who is running the show. I think that mm-hmm. if you have people who are focused on the storytelling, it's it's the the question you should always ask yourself is how can this help us tell this story the story should always come first right Right. and that's the thing about the original series this is that you know everybody says oh well those sets don't work blah 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 you know Mm -hmm. you can tell i mean what happens what is it is it charlie x i think is the episode where you you see leonard put his knee through a wall (laughs) you know they're having a scuffle and he puts his knee through a wall like the wall is made out of paper and (laughs) you know it's just and the thing is is it's like it shouldn't matter what it looks like like as long as the stories are good people are going to be forgiving of it and so right. so yeah your story has to come first and then you use your story to say okay what can i use these visual effects for to help right. enhance that story to, to because yeah i mean look we love ships we <laughs> love them you know we do too we at ship talking we love ships you know course, <laughs> right so. i mean i mean that's why we buy these tech manuals i don't know right. about you guys but i've I've read the the Enterprise D tech manual from cover to cover several times. I still, I still doing my own things, you know, doing my own personal projects and stuff like that. I pull out that and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. Okay, what exactly is the function of this again? Well, that's right, that's right. Okay, so I need to make sure because there are design aesthetics that these Starfleet ships have to them. You know, they have RCS right. thrusters, they got phaser strips or or phase cannons or you know phase or turrets depending on the era and stuff like that just little cool things and it's like like right now i am in the process of doing a kind of an upgraded version of the cerritos like i'm I'm, I'm basically texturing it to so if it were to be an actual physical model or not you know a digital model that's not animated what would it look like and so it's Mm -hmm. you know so it's like i'm going through all these things that like okay yes there would be rcs thrusters there needs to be phaser strips things that you know I know they probably, you know, when they designed it, were not as important to their storytelling yeah. that they, you know, that they needed. But so now that I'm having that opportunity, I'm like, okay, yes, you know, they need the the, the transporter array stuff. You know, they need to have <laughs> a tractor beam emitter here, and, <laughs> and they would have lifeboat hatches here and stuff like that. And yeah, so it's, that'll be exciting to see when you're done. See what your uh, your vision of it is. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm sure it's amazing. It's going to look amazing. Yes. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But, you know, getting back to, you know, the visual effects, I mean, look, the greatest ship battle in Deep Space Nine is obviously Sacrifice of Angels, right? Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, and, you, and, and look at how that was used to tell that story, you know, because, right. I mean, I don't know. I just, I love that. That that episode, you know, favor, between Favor of the Bold and Sacrifice of Angels, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's this great stuff in it all. But it was oh, all yeah. pertinent. 
it all it all was all for the point of telling a story it wasn't for spectacle and wow i mean yeah you can have that i mean we did we had wow stuff i mean you got (laughs) ships blowing up you've got some really cool angles you know and and i've had the opportunity to work with the guys who who did those sequences wow that's awesome so cool yeah some of their thought processes and, and some of them it's like you know i mean there's that great shot where you have the klingon bird of praise coming down you know and it, and it was like something that we hadn't seen before and they really fought to have that in there because normally it was always like ships on a lake ships on a lake you know and, right and so they're like but what if like spock said we think three-dimensionally <laughs> And, you know, and, and do this. And so they saw it and they were like, oh, this is really cool. And so then we got that really cool stuff from it. So, yeah, I just think, I think, yeah, as long as you, as long as your visual effects are, are used as a storytelling tool and your story comes first, then I think that makes the, the difference. I, I definitely, for, for our listeners, I want to give like a shameless plug for your work because something that Alex and I are both like also fangirl, fanboying over <laughs> earlier was your one scene, uh, Low Orbit, that you did where you have your ship the sovereign wasn't it if i'm remembering correctly yes yeah and that was such a beautiful the work (gasps) you did on it was gorgeous and amazing because it's just this you know the sovereign going i believe it was over the low orbit of a planet or yeah 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 yeah. and one thing that i always thought would be really great especially because i'm a huge ds9 fan was like (laughs) certain episodes where they aren't able to like talk about what they talked about or show what they talked about so in the pale moonlight when beta zed is conquered by the jemhadar i thought like imagine like if you 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 should if you ever did the work of like reimagining that episode just how the dominion ships going on to the planet and taking it over and having like something like that where you're able to visualize that with the sovereign class like but instead do jim hadar and you know cardassian ships all right i'm gonna have to write this down because this needs to be done now isn't this good and your your work inspired me i saw that i'm like this i gotta admit that kind of gave me goosebumps thinking about that well it really it takes the story to the next level because you see that like the desolation of beta z you know (laughs) right Oh but you gosh. have to, because because what I love about your work is that you know you're okay. It's like the the awe of the planet and this and the astronomical bodies, and then you know like what those ships represent, right? So like mm-hmm. let's get, and then you have the converge, and then let's have like you know that harrowing. It's like Beta Z has fallen. I mean, yeah. right? Like do it let's you know let's see this oh man i'm telling you well i'm i don't know i'm sure you guys have had a chance to talk with the trek yards guys um with like samuel Hawkins and stuff and and, and he and i do a lot of stuff together and we bounce a lot of ideas off uh, off each other and, and so this that's kind of reminiscent of, of oh man now i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> now this is in my brain let's make this happen it's got the creative yeah, juices flowing yeah. well yeah i mean and that's the thing is that's you know like some of my animations that i've done i'm like okay let's let's show things that that we've never done before and that's, that's something that sam and i have talked about you know it's like we have these moments that we know happen but what did it look like you know and, and right exactly and there's the opportunity to do it and because yeah i mean i'm sure they probably tossed that idea around but Budget, probably. Budget-wise, yeah. Well, budget, and, and that really wasn't the focus of Pale Moon, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, right. Which, no, by the way, is such a superb episode. Oh, one of my gosh. favorites. Probably my favorite of all. One of my of top <laughs> track. Definitely my favorite in DS9. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, I mean, it's, it's you, you got 
Avery's acting there. You've got oh the whole yeah. bringing into, you know, with him and Garrick, which I love. I love Garrick. You know, Andy mm-hmm. Robinson is just great. And, you know, as Garrick, um, the whole like, okay, sometimes you got to do things for the greater good, which means sometimes we have to sacrifice our either morals or our, you know, where our, where, where, where's the line for our morality, you know, and, and what is the price of that? And then right. when you top it off, you've got, just I, I i love david bell scores and you know the music that for you know you open up with that i don't know david bell for me with his, his deep space nine music i mean yes you know i love dennis mccarthy i love james Chataway, you know but but they're david bell you know who they you know he did stuff for voyager and and enterprise but it's like that the music for that was just perfect because it was it was a little haunting and like i don't know it just draws you in and you just because you, you sit there and, you, and at the end of the episode you're like wow what would what would I do in that situation? Would I do the same thing? And and for me, hands down, it's always a yes. I would. You know, are non Federation ships? Is there? Because I mean, I saw like I really like the 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 still work you did with the Jaeger Jaeger oh, Jaeger yeah. um, with the ringed planet. That was really beautiful work, and that was a Federation ship. Is it more difficult to do since like sometimes the Federation ships are more streamlined, and then the the non Federation they're a little bit more edgy and different is it or is it pretty much just the same type of work for you? well I, I mean you kind of, it, it's funny because like for me sometimes this art takes on its own you know it takes on a mind of its own because i've started right. certain things and and thinking well this is the direction i'm going to go in and as i start doing it i'm like oh gosh this is not working at all <laughs> you know yeah yeah and, and, and it's like and it's like i don't know it's weird because my brain starts fighting me and i'm just like yeah i don't know this is and so sometimes you walk away and, and whatever but as you approach it it's like sometimes you go in with an idea and then mm-hmm. and then you put this the ship in the scene and then you start to kind of rotate the camera around it and right and and every ship kind of has its sweet spots right. you know and so so then it's like you find a sweet spot that works on that and you're like oh that's it that's actually a really good angle and it's like and again it's one of those things it's like this little light goes off in my head that that <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like in the game when they're playing uh, you know in the next generation episode the game whenever they get oh, the, the disc oh, and yeah. the it's not 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 to that level where we're, we're making certain noises but uh <laughs> But it's it's just that like satisfying like you know you're like oh, okay yes that like the brain is is liking this angle, right? And then you build out around from that so you know and then it's messing with the lights and stuff like that so yeah, Federation ships most Federation ships have this wonderful low three quarter angle where you're looking down from down underneath and and you know you see the, like the nacelles kind of sweeping back and you're looking at the bottom side of the saucer it's just you know that that is a fantastic unlike the sovereign class original series enterprise the refit that that is always a very sweet spot and so most of them have that because and i think why is because it gives you that kind of elongated view of it but mm-hmm. um we don't quite get that with you know some of the other races like if you right. I mean, if you were to do that with like say a Ferengi marauder that's not exactly <laughs> that's not exactly right. you know the the shape that that horseshoe crab shape um your romulan warbird kind of but it's not it you know those the romulan ships are, are meant to be kind of menacing and so they always right. you know that that front view of them is always or or a you know top-down view and so it's it's just it's just taking taking the model and and just you know you spend some time figuring out where its good angles are um 
especially you know, and it's it's like I said, it's different with the uh, with the non federation races. You know, they they have right. different angles, a little more angular and whatever. I mean, with the, like the Galar class, like the Cardassians, you know, they they're a little bit longer, so you do get some of those sweet spots from mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, there's a couple Jem Hadar ships. I think the battleship was one of them that could possibly yeah. provide that kind of a shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, it's just it's it's. I mean, it's all a process. I mean, that's my approaches i always kind of start off with just the ship that it, that's going to be in it and and getting an angle on that and then from there it's like okay what is the ship doing right now you know and and i have had times where i've started off and i'm like this is what this this piece is going to be called because it's going to be this this and this and then about three quarters of the way through i'm like oh no my friend that is not what it's about at all <laughs> it, mm-hmm. you know it decides on its own it's like well actually i'm about this so you're going to change the name of this so yeah well I think we're kind of rounding out towards the end here, but before we let you get back to your amazing VFX work, we've got five rapid-fire questions for you, and we'd like to know the very first answer that comes to your mind. Does that sound good? Okay, yeah. All right, hit it, Robbie. All right, and by the way, if this does cause controversy, we're okay with that, you know. Yeah. We, we, we love We love you're, a little <laughs> You're okay with controversy? Okay. We're, we're okay spicy. with a little spicy. Let's <laughs> shake things up and spice it up. Yeah, let's see who we can make offended today. We're uh, <laughs> we're spicier than a jamjistic. I don't know. Never mind. I'll stop right there. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's true. So, okay, I, I, yeah, that's how dramatic we are. We're not at all. Um, Matt, what is your favorite ship? Of all time. Oh, man. Enterprise D, probably. Awesome. Classic. Uh, favorite series? I mean, I would say Next Generation, but it's like, it's really Deep Space Nine and Next Generation go hand in hand for me. Uh, they're just very dear to my heart. They're both great. Okay, now this is where the controversy could happen. Who is your favorite <laughs> captain? Oh, man. I would say Picard, but I love Cisco. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kirk. I love Janeway. I love them all in their own regards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those two. Well, don't worry. We've we've got uh, Alex to protect you on Twitter, so we're good. There might be a Twitter <laughs> after this, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, I, look. I love Captain Kirk. I do. I do. I, I mean. Kirk Fu. I mean, come on. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. No, nobody yeah. throws a flying kick like William Shatner does. Um, <laughs> that is true. But yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I grew up with Next Generation Deep Space Nine, and so yeah, those those two. That's that's where my heart's going to be. Awesome. If you're headed into Starfleet Academy and had to pick one of three career tracks, command, science, or engineering. Which would you go with? Oh, command, hands down. Nice. And finally, if you had to revisit a single Trek series and swap the captain and the number one roles, which series and captain first officer would it be? Man, that's tough. (laughs) Man, my brain is like, I'm running through the possibilities here and I'm like, I can't. I mean, I definitely cannot see Riker for card switching. Yeah, no. right. Um, Some of them are joined at the hip. I know. I can't see. <laughs> I honestly can't see the original series with Spock as captain. I, you know, I think Kirk was meant to be there. Um, maybe Janeway and Chakotay, just because I think that they're both strong characters that I. I think what I like about their dynamic is is that is that even though Chakotay was uh, Maquis, he demanded the respect of his crew, and right. you know he didn't demand. Sorry, he he had the respect of his crew, and I think that I think he very easily fell into that first officer role. But I, but we also saw. Um, 
I, we also saw instances where you know everybody they followed. I mean, Chicote was that was a strong leader. Not to say that Janeway wasn't, but I think that that the two of them worked so well together that they had that type of relationship that I think you could maybe swap the two. Not to say, I mean, it was great to see that we you know we finally had mm-hmm. a female captain. You know, I, I would never want to take away from that, but I think that if say say hypothetically at some point in one of the seasons you know Janeway became in unable to fulfill her role as captain right. i think that Chakotay could have taken over the role because the two of them were so close because yeah. I, and i don't think that i don't think in you know an enterprise i can't see to paul being i mean we obviously saw to paul as captain but we saw that people didn't really you know they fought her right. Her, uh, her command style. So right. we'll go with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Despite the controversy, all great answers. Love to hear it. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us tonight, Matt. It was really fun having you. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. While we let you get back to your art, Robbie and I are going to move into this week's All Hands on Deck Drill. For this week's drill, we visited the shipyards and ran a scenario with all of you. We said, following discovery of the damage caused by the conventional warp travel, Starfleet is hastily developing new, more environmentally friendly versions of the technology. In the meantime, a strict warp 5 speed limit has been imposed on all Federation traffic during all but in the most dire of emergencies. With colonies receiving less regular supplies and the Federation Border Patrol overburdened, Starfleet Command has deemed it necessary to recommission pre-Excelsior class ships whose original capabilities are well within the Warp 5 limit. Which old Federation ships would you recommission and refit for those roles? And for all of you extra hard workers, we gave bonus points for including why. Well, I think the responses to this from the community were pretty interesting. Um, first is the Constitution refit, primarily with its beauty being the reason why, which mm. I'm into that. You all know I like how ships look. <laughs> I agree. The next was the Crossfield class, particularly due to its massive shuttle bay. There was also the Constellation class and an honorable mention to the Oberth because memes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Of course, the memes were epic. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, I totally disagree about the Constitution refit. <sighs> Not a fan. <sighs> I might have to fight you. I know. Sorry. I love I'm, you, Robbie, I, but you've got to go. <laughs> uh, send it to the junkyard. Have some packlets come ship it away. But the Constellation <sighs> class and the Crossfield class, I absolutely agree. Those are beautiful. Well, I feel like some of these responses kind of go back to the community queue. Uh, I'd like to see more of the Constellation class. It's, that's that's kind of an underrated ship, if you ask me. Oh, so yeah, for sure. This answers both. <laughs> well, I guess I might be the only person that did not agree about the Constitution, but for everybody else, it seems... I'm sure other people agree with you. Oh. <laughs> um... I don't know. But you know what? If anybody wants to send hate mail, you can call My name is Brandon and I am on, uh, you can find me in Dublin. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little bit of a fun joke. Um, well, moving along from that, 
I just want to remind everybody, if they want to participate in the weekly drill, they get posted on Twitter towards the end of each week. All right. Well, we're coming towards the end of the episode tonight. It was so much fun getting to chat with Matt. And as always, just talk some ship. I agree with you, Alex. And I have to say, somebody who passionately loves Deep Space Nine as much as me, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and his work is just was great. Uh, and hopefully, he you know we don't get him into too much trouble on Twitter for his controversial <laughs> opinions. So I don't think they were that controversial. I know. I'm just trying to stir <laughs> things up. I mean, the best thing I came up with was a con- was the was the crystalline entity. So you know, but it was definitely a lot of fun and had a great time with everybody tonight. Absolutely. Well, don't forget our hailing frequencies are always open. Head to shiptalkingpod.com to transmit a message via the submission form. And while you're there, check out our merch. And I just want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon and the support is sincerely appreciated. And in return, there's some awesome benefits. Our email address is hello at shiptalkingpod.com. We reply to all our emails. You can also shoot us a message on Twitter. We're at shiptalkingpod. And of course, the best way to support us is to tell your ship enthusiast friends about the show. We'd like to give a big thanks to James, our community manager, and George, our audio engineer, for all their work. Thank you to the community, to our listeners, and once again to our supporters on Patreon. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful night and make it slippy. performance for you. Borg, Bashir, and Riker's beard, species 8472. Troy, Nerys, and Harry Mud, the Riemann Riker threw down a tube. Wesley Paris and his dad, Burnham Pike and Booker's cat, Keiko Miles and Chakotay, and that brings us back to Alamarain. One, two, three.